everyone. Welcome. We are still in Costa Rica. We are now in the capital, San Jose. We have reconvened with two of the Vintino Massaro Shift into Permanent Alignment Retreat attendees. We are now going to be sitting down with Fernando Uzaga and Maribel Piedra. Hello. Hello. Hi. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a beautiful home, it's beautiful energy. Thank you. Happy. Reconvened. Yeah, that's right. It feels really good. It was actually really interesting that I went on that week-long exploration of Costa Rica in a different energy. Right. And then returning back to this home energy. That was very much similar to the container energy that was present and created by the team at the retreat was just, it was very ineffably home. Yes, felt so good. Yes. Yeah. So now it'll be exciting to be able to share your journeys like we've done with several of the other attendees of the retreat. So technically, I actually said when we interviewed Hillary and Gina that that was the last podcast. Right. But who knew, <laughs> who knew? that a week later that we would be doing the actual last retreat right. podcast. In right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Love it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> It's very interesting because it was not planned at all. And so we're very happy to have you at our home and uh, that you feel comfortable enough to do this podcast with us. And yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and also during the years, um, my husband and I have been making a conducive space for us to be transforming and becoming more and more light and love for yes. shooting for the highest. Right, right. Which is awakening. Right. Fully union with God. That mm -hmm. we're already that, but <laughs> it's like knowing um, and experiencing God without that interferes in that connection. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, let's go into exactly that. Mm -hmm. How did you, we can even start with Maribel, she's sure. brought forth the energy. How did you come to your union with God? How did you recognize your true nature? I think it's something that we all have. You have it, I have it, he has it, he has it. We always have it. We are born with that. 
And for me, um, I, I was sure since I was very little that um, there was a God. It took me a few years to realize that God was in me, with me all the time. But when I was little, I grew up like in the outside of the, like in the countryside of Costa Rica. So my closest neighbor was one kilometer away. And I, I used to sit in a hill in a ranch and just pray. But the hill was like the highest spot for me, so I, since I was little, I thought, well, I'm gonna be closer and closer to that if I sit higher. So I used to sit there and talk with God like it was my closest friend because literally it was. So for me, it it been just realizing that it's not something that you experience outside of yourself, but within yourself. And um, to be able to recognize it, you just need to desire that and to drop all the thoughts and just, you're going to find it, it's there. It's just that you forgot, but you can remember. It's, it's all that you can do. Um, recollections when I was a kid as well that I would um, ask myself what am I doing here just what am I doing why I am here in this world uh, with this body something was something was not clear for me so um, I started that like since I ever remember, and then when I was 10 years of age, I um, decided that it was too much for me. And so I had to kind of put it inside of a file and just put it in a file cabinet until I, I had more understanding so that I could take on that again. And so I did that, <laughs> and for, uh, for some years, I just went on with my life, you know, adolescence and, um, and then um, being a young adult, I finished, I finished college, and I, when I just finished college, it came to me that I had to make a decision. Like, okay, so this is it. This is where uh, the rubber meets the road, so to speak. I'm gonna take on this that I put in a file cabinet. <laughs> 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 and um, so it was clear to me that I could take the road, uh, um, like the regular road, you know, um, have a profession, have a family, have kids, or whatnot, or I could take the road less traveled and look for that was nagging inside of me. Mm -hmm. What am I doing here? Yes. And so um, I was um, 
I was at the backyard of my mom's house, just sitting there. I was around 24, 25 years old. And I would just uh, organically, naturally started to pray. And um, I was not this uh, uh, particularly religious person. And to me, prayer was not, didn't have the importance that it has now for me. But I just naturally started to pray. I started to ask for help, basically, on my search. Because I needed some guide, you know, some guidance as to where to go, what people to meet, in order for me to um, understand that basic question, what am I doing here? And so I did that, and it all started from there. I started to meet the right people that would lead me to, into meditation. So I started to meditate. Um, I took some yoga classes, and so that started to open up my emotional body, and then I started to go even deeper. And then, um, I guess, that, that was like um, a huge start for me. I, uh, from there, I would, um, I would just um, be wanting to go even deeper and deeper and deeper into that question, that original question. And so, um, until, until I have come to a point where I would feel um, that question is um, has no answers with words, but with just being within, being here, within. And so, um, yeah, I went through meditations, uh, spiritual paths, and whatnot, and I just naturally ended participating in the Ventino Masaros retreat and uh, here I am just uh, enjoying this conversation <sighs> I loved even what Fernando was sharing I really liked the main question of what am I doing here? What is this all about? And it's interesting that that's not the first question taught in school. Right, exactly. Yeah. We said mentally. The first question is the metaphysical one. Yeah. What is my true nature? What is the nature of reality? Who are we? Why am I here? These fundamental questions. Because that, in a sense, catalyzes, as is said in Sanskrit, atma vichara, self-inquiry into the nature of awareness, into the nature of consciousness, into the nature of reality. Right. So, that alone, what am I doing here, at a super young age, can be a huge catalyst for awakening. But then there's all this stuff that happens, which is this... I'm getting a lot of pressure by parents, culture, society, 
to put the question into the filing cabinet, right. close it, and then just go into the machine and get handcuffed into all these systems that are very indoctrinating into materialism, into finity, into form, into time and ego and separation and contracted energy, seeking peace and happiness externally, all this type of stuff. And to liberate oneself from that process as soon as possible and to even create pedagogy that enables children to never even enter into the contracted, finite, egoic, separate energy in the first place is a main role of our vision of igniting that global awakening in the future. So that was really interesting. And I also find that in what you both shared, there's an aspect of recognizing that there is something that is happening that is divine, that is sacred, that is transcendent, that you can, in a sense, commune with, that you can remember your union with that. Right. And I love how you said several times that this is not outside of me. Mm -hmm. This is inside of me. This is my awareness. This is my heart. And that that awareness and that heart is shared as that central intelligence endlessly expressing itself creatively. So maybe it would be good to explore how you became aware of awareness itself. I want to go back to the Please. before, yeah. because I think this is something important. I don't know if there are parents that look at your yeah, podcast. Show. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think this is very important as a mother for me to share before we move to the other important question is like the system, the way that the system is <clears throat> created and the education that the children receive at school. Um, it's like they need to learn to look everything in the outside. Mm -hmm. They don't teach them how powerful they are. They don't teach them they are enough. They teach them you fold your power, hand it to me, and get into the system. And, and it's important to help the children just to look within, you know, look within. In games, they can look within. And the youngest they start, the easiest life and less suffering they're gonna have. And if we have this information, it's important for me to share that because I know that. We all have been part of the system. We all have been powerless. We all have feel like somebody's taking this power away from me. Nobody can take it away from you. You hand it over and you can take it back. It's yours. 
It was given to you by God. So it's yours. You're a powerful being. And the children deserve to, to keep it. I wanted to say that before. But I was part of answering that question. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, it's important. Keep their innocence. You know, they are so connected and you start like feeling them with you're going to have to have good grades, you're going to have to have to go to school, you have to, in this country, even be Catholic, wanted or not, is something that is teach in a school. So, there's all kind of things that are like imposed to you since you're very little and, and you can also give them the freedom to the children to, you know, how it feels to be with them. Close your eyes, be within. You will know how to do it. Because it's, it's, it's us, it's part of our true nature. We know how to be within. That's how you get aware of awareness. How else? Perfect, yeah. great answer. Yeah. And it's also in, in childhood, um, because we were talking about the origins of that feeling. <clears throat> and to me also, I, I felt kind of um, I had the tendency to be on my own as a kid. So um, yeah, I had I had friends when I was a kid, but I could um, be on my own for hours. And then I then I learned that um, I didn't need to escape from being within. And so I I would say that my first experience. Um, being aware of awareness was when I was on my own as a kid and I didn't know at that time that it was called meditation <laughs> you know I just did it naturally and um, I was lucky enough to have a mom that uh, would encourage me to do that she, she would respect that I would want wanted to be on my own in silence yeah and so and it was not weird for her for me to do that and so um i guess that's that's very important what you said because um sometimes we as adults feel the need of feeling or, or feeding children's minds of stuff just stuff just just because and not respecting the fact that a kid can be wanting to be on their own in silence because it's something natural. It's, it's just natural to do that. And then of course, then I realized it was um, meditation and then I explored different uh, currents of meditation and whatnot. But to me, it was it was that first experience of being on my own in silence, and, and, and it just uh, being aware that even though I was in silence, I I was uh, witnessing something that I couldn't locate in my body or anywhere else. I I, I couldn't find a location for it. I couldn't find the words to explain that as a kid, but I would, I would feel that. 
and I guess that was a nagging yeah. force that, that, you know, was always coming back to that question, what am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. The seeking impulse dominated our lives to the extent at which these Haiti retreat attendees gathered right. because the impulse dominated yes. their lives. More than anything else was that desire to really unite with your true nature, with source, with God. It is everything. <clears throat> whatever is put into that North Star position as the highest desire, which we just published an episode on North Stars, that then you galvanize your entire time, life, resources, everything towards what's in that transcendent noble aim position. And if self-realization, reuniting, Recognizing one's true nature is in that position, you have a higher, much, much higher, faster likelihood and trajectory in attaining said desire. Yes. It's cool that for becoming aware of awareness, that you both indicated the simple recognition of rather than as we are taught going outside everything is outside cup is outside then there's this there's this line of perception so this is like object this line of perception but what is the eye that is seeing what is the seer? What is the observer? What is the witness? What is the awareness itself? That's why Ramana Maharshi and so many of the other greats talked about that very fundamental question of what is I? And just going really hard at that question in itself will help you become aware of awareness itself and then pierce that veil of veil. So that's what is meant by going inward, inward, rather than out, 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 in, 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 in. Go back so far as to where you hit your source. And... And it's possible. Yes. It, it's totally possible. You just need to remember and desire it and focus on that. It's not something that... You're just gonna do this and it's gonna happen if you don't have desire. Yeah. But you can do this and it's gonna fall. Because you do have desire to know the truth. Right. And when you experience truth, it's something that is, you know it's true. Nobody can take that away from you. Mm -hmm. You know it, it is. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what happened around you, you know at least one thing. And that thing is you, mm. is the I am, mm. because you already know, mm. and nobody can take it away from you. And also, now that we're talking about desire, one 
uh, recent understanding, a very important understanding for me was that I can always increase that desire, that I can do things so as that I can increase that desire to know the truth, desire for God's love, because it's inside of us. And so, but sometimes that forgetfulness and that um, veil that's uh, between your desire, your true desire, and that uh, you just increase your desire and you can just pierce it and just go for it. And it's never ending. It's just, it's just never ending. Because you increase your desire and then you realize you can, you feel more desire at the same time. And then you're situated there within the I am. And you feel that you can go further and further and further and further within. And so in, in, in that wanting to go further, further, further within is what we call desire. Yeah, and also <clears throat> like a grounded example is like like very, something very simple that just occurred to me is like Okay, you want ice cream, yeah? You have desire for ice cream. And then uh, you open the door and it's raining. You have two options. How much you want that ice cream? <laughs> are you gonna go and grab an umbrella? Or are you gonna say, well, maybe tomorrow or another day? You know, because in the same way that we have this desire, there is also another part that likes to procrastinate. Procrastinate the, the things because it always think as humans we think we have time. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna die in the next 10 minutes, I'm not gonna die tomorrow, maybe I'm not gonna die in another 30 years. Yeah, but you don't know, mm. and you still think that you have time. Mm. And then, the, when you realize that maybe you have time or maybe not your desire goes like i want it now i want to move now what what can i do how can i do it okay i want this information where can i go to get the information where is my next piece of information that i'm needing i'm not gonna obtain it and well we both end up in continuous um, <laughs> retreat which is fabulous very deep very crude and it, what i like about that retreat the most is like you just give you some questions and everything you discover it by yourself yeah. nobody's telling you you need to think this and now i'm gonna teach you this other thing and now i'm gonna bring watch it this way nothing is you with yourself finding your own truth through your I am and through God in you and then never forget it how are you gonna forget it yeah. it's yours yeah <laughs> okay there's two really good things there uh, the first one is this ice cream analogy right this is really good it's super simple yes yeah, it's, it's very, very relatable 
uh, how bad do you want it? It's, yeah. it's raining. The rain is the obstacles yeah. in life. The yeah. rain is those obstacles. They're going to come and they're going to see. They're going to test your faith. How bad do you want to yeah. self-realize? How bad do you want to God-realize, source-realize, infinity-realize? Because if you want it bad enough, you will go get an umbrella. Right. And you will walk through those obstacles. You will face those great challenges, overcome them. And you will recognize that you were wearing the ice cream the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the funniest part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Adi, Adi Shankara was one of the first to say it like 1300 years ago. He said that I am in my village, but I need a road to my village. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and so there have been these great quotes, Rumi, right? You go from room to room looking for the diamond that's already around your neck, right? right? And so yeah. uh, the desire, the desire though to recognize the diamond already around the neck, exactly. right? to recognize that you are already what you see, that you yeah. are already at home. Yeah. And then the second really beautiful thing was that And Mari's actually mentioned this several times while I've been here, and he even mentioned it to me at the retreat as well, which is that there's something that's so profound about the unique taste or style of union that each one of us undergoes, and that's what's meant by the Sufi metaphysic, Wadat al-Wujud, the unity of finding. Because every single one of these expressions of infinity has its own unique taste and style with the GPS callback function that then undergoes a process of uniting. So you guys experienced a good amount of miracle of love. Yeah. And then also Bentinho. And yeah. so there's there's a good mix of of style. Right. in your union right. and with me there's a different unique style of union and with one of the viewers there's another one and the other viewer is a different one and so that's what's beautiful is that when you encounter this many paths one end yes. when you encounter it this very presence energy of the fundamental I am that eternal impersonal divine Satchitananda that nobody can take that away from you that is your unique style of recognizing your true nature. And then from that point, there seems to be this very relaxing and expanding from what was a more of a contracted, separate energy to one that is more oof. It's right. like that oof. And also, you know, it's very relaxed. It was empowerment and enlightenment, right? It's that. Yeah, full confidence. Yeah. The recognizing that it's um, already within you, that's uh, 
that's here rather than desperately looking for it in the outside which was my experience for a amount of time um, and then come to understand this fundamental teaching that is already in you that you are already that you know and, and it, it's it just opens all this myriad of possibilities and also you feel weightless when you come oh, to that yeah. when you come to that and you reside in, in there in that place just weightless and for me it was fundamental that shift was fundamental not desperately looking for God outside rather just start to recognize and start to get rid of what I am not to start feeling that that I am is God That's right. and so um, it's just amazing. It's yeah. just, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, Exodus three fourteen. I am that I am. Yes. And Luke seventeen twenty one is the kingdom of God is within you. Right. John ten thirty is I and my Father are one. Mm -hmm. So you get all of these little tatvam asi in the Sanskrit tradition as well. Mm -hmm. You are that, I am that, thou art that, we are that. Right. As Bendinho said at the retreat as well, that this is that. that. Yeah, but also if we like wrap up the information that all that we are sharing, you go to okay. Let's see basic distortions in the human beings, the way that we have been educated and why now we have to get rid of the I am not. Yeah. Like the basic. Um, the system teach the children, they get a test, they get a good grade or a bad grade. They get, let's say, a bad grade. Um, they get the bad grade, so you're either idiot, not enough, unworthy of the of the <clears throat> love or whatever validation, and that's key. Yeah. Because we spend the rest of our growing up life trying to find how am I gonna feel myself worthy? How am I gonna mm -hmm find recognition, how am I going to get validation from others, how am I going to uh, find happiness, how am I going to avoid suffering, how am I, but if you see, it comes like from that teaching of the children, you are not worthy, you are not enough, that's what you are not, and then you spend like, you're a good 10 years just getting rid of those distortions and mm. finding finding within yourself your power that you are enough that you are worthy 
and that God never stopped loving you. <laughs> you know, the very basic. It doesn't matter what you do, what you have done. You are worthy and enough of the love of God. Period. It is how it is. So, yeah, the system teach to look outside that you're not worthy. You're not worthy. You're not worthy. You didn't do it good enough. Now you're grounded. So we start doing all kinds of things to avoid being grounded. And if others recognize who I am in the system, I'm not gonna call it the system because I don't I don't have a better word to like to describe it, but in the matrix? Of course it's the matrix, but I didn't know if you used that word. Yeah, we talked about that for okay, sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the matrix is That's like the best analogy, I think. Yeah. It's like, okay, how am I gonna control this being? How am I gonna what an easiest way? You know? You, you go to your first job, what, what is what you want to do? Like, be, be the best worker ever so that you can do the next step and the next step and the next step. So they teach you so well how to live in the outside that you just shoot for the outside. Even God outside of you. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's, it's so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a great way to put it. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. I don't know, it makes me laugh. It, it does. It, it's hilarious. Mm. But sad at the same time. It's sad at the same time. It's, it's our sad. own creation, though. Yeah, exactly. We created reality purposely to be confusing mm -hmm. enough to make the process of seeking yes. what's already there fun and playful and weird and having different styles of coming to the realization mm -hmm. it's so cool that there's an in and an out component to this mm -hmm. but the information all the information is there so we go back about desire all the information is there yeah you just need to desire it the very fact that there's an observer in the reality is enough in itself. Exactly. But but let's say let's say exactly but we're talking about how we have been taught through the matrix system. Sure, sure. Right? So even even the matrix has clues for us to find something that resonates with us. Even, it, even I don't know, the, I like this prayer, the Holy Father, is that how it goes in English? Yeah, the Holy yeah. Father? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I that, that prayer by itself mm. is super Catholic, but it's so deep. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. And, and, and then you go to, I don't know, so Bajans, Hindi Bajans, and they're so deep. Mm -hmm. So even the Matrix, um, 
there, there are important parts of purity of information that is spread in the matrix. So you grab something, whatever fits you. You know, you don't have to believe this or that, this or that, but something can like wake you up. And once you wake up, you just have to increase your desire. And once you increase your desire, nothing is gonna stop you. And you just have to be aware of what is wanting to stop you to wake up because that happens. It's like, okay, am I lazy? Like a part of my distortion, so I don't do any effort to increase my desire. Like, really? To wake up? Am I looking hard enough? What am I looking? Which are my distractions? We all know what that is. We all know, yeah. It's just that we play dumb, but that doesn't <laughs> work that much. <laughs> yes. It's better to say, okay, I'm gonna take a break from this, like he did when he was little, but you can do that as an adult. Like, okay, right now I need to take a break from this. I'm not gonna go out for the ice cream because I don't want to have desire right now, but I'm gonna give myself the space to just be stupid for one day. And, and you're deciding that, you know, which is okay, because you're deciding. But if you're just being stupid because because you want to be stupid, or you don't know that you are actually being stupid, then because you're unaware. You are unaware. Uh -huh. We are always stupid anyway. So who cares? <laughs> An At easy way to snap out of confusion mm -hmm. is to become aware of observation mm -hmm. yeah. itself. So becoming aware of awareness itself will quickly snap you out of confusion because experientially direct experience communicates to you the truth of the profundity of their being a observer of their being awareness self the very fact that you are and are experiencing a creation is enough for you to know that you yourself are the engine of what makes all of this possible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We wrap up. Yeah, that, was, that was a good wrap up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. I, I was yes. trying to, to... Cool. To put that in words. Yeah. <laughs> in your own way. In a simple way. <laughs> in a simple way. Yeah, more of oh, a yeah. simple way. <laughs> yeah, we crushed it. That was so good. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank sure. you. Yeah. Love you, man. Love you. I love you, too. We have a lot of exciting stuff that's coming up in Costa Rica together and igniting the global awakening. Mm -hmm. It's pura vida here. Pura vida. Yeah. Yeah. So wake up.
<laughs> we need you. We have to do all this we together. Need you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. We love you very much. Super grateful for you. We would love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. Let us know how you feel about what we discussed in the episode. And the conversation brought you value. Give the video a like, it helps the algorithm. Also subscribe if you haven't yet to the channel and share the video with people that you feel like it would positively influence. Thanks again for tuning in to officially now our last interview from Costa Rica. <laughs> and we love you very much. We will see you all soon. Thank you. Uh, thank Bye. you.